We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is Friday, uh, November 18th. Got to myself, Shannon McEwen, at Roto Shannon, and Ken Catering Kreitz. Good morning, Shanuski. What's up? Morning, Ken. Uh, so no DJ today. Uh, once again, bear with us. It's, it's always a rough ride when it's just Ken and I. <laughs> We're, the leashes are off. We'll, we, uh, yeah, yeah, we need DJ's professionalism. We'll, we'll, we'll muddle through. We'll get through. We'll get through. So the podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher. Feel free to leave a nice review. Um, if you do, I'll come mow your lawn. <laughs> I'll do the hedge. 
There you go. Um, now we're just let's just dive right in. Let's go to the top news, and actually, our top story today is on the business side of things in fantasy. Um, multiple releases out today, uh, including a press release that FanDuel and DraftKings have, as rumored, officially merged. Um, means a lot for Rotowire as a company. They're partners with both groups. Um, one, one nugget that Pete Shanky, our founder and president, found is that uh, games will be open on both platforms through 2017 NFL season. So there's still a whole lot of legal stuff here, both, uh, I would think, contract-wise between the true groups, HR stuff, but also I imagine the government would get involved. It's some sort of blessing, no blessing on, uh, on something uh, this large. We shall see. I think our fans, you know, you know, in some of the games like basketball, the rules are a little different. So you got to know what platform you're playing on, and uh, we'll see. We don't even really have any idea which platform uh, a year plus from now will be the reigning winner, so to speak. Uh, it'd be crazy to drop both brands. You'll think they'll keep one brand. Um, we don't know which one that'll be yet, but. Uh, yeah, uh, this does not mean the story's over by any means, and uh, a lot can happen between now and the end of the 2017 NFL season. So we'll see, but an interesting tidbit on uh, two big brands that all fantasy people know about, and uh, it'll be interesting what if with these two merging, uh, who then becomes the second biggest DFS player in the space? Is it Yahoo? Is it uh one of the former poker sites or, or a, a whole new company we haven't heard of yet. Yeah, that's really the interest, interesting t- thing for me on the business side. Um, I mean, Yahoo's default number two. Um, from there, do, do you see outside investment come in for established sites like Fantasy Draft or Fantasy Aces um, to see them make a push to challenge Yahoo for number two? That's certainly possible. Um, but the poker sites uh, with uh, Amaya in particular and their their site drafts uh, stars draft. Um, I'll be interested to see what they do. Yeah, yeah. So exciting news. But let, we'll get back to the games. Uh, last night, a, a somewhat ugly game between uh, the Heat and your Bucks. Well, I shouldn't say your Bucks, Shannon. I know you're a Pistons fan, but you're in in Wisconsin. Um, Goran Dragic returned to the Heat. 16 points, six boards, four assists. Maybe more important, played a, a full 35 minutes in the game. Justice Winslow, unfortunately, missed his second game to a sore wrist. Josh Richardson got the start at small forward with Winslow out. And then interesting on the Bucks side, uh, interesting but maybe predictable, a DNP for a healthy Greg Monroe in the ugly loss. Um, but uh, a lot of news out of that game. What do you read out of there, Shannon? Well, I, I own a lot of Dragic this year, so happy to see him return. Um, also, like you had mentioned, the heavy minutes is really good. Um, also, another guy I was pretty high on going into this year, Justice Winslow, who sat out. I'm just glad we have a, we have a, a reason for why his shooting is so horrible now um, yeah. with the wrist injury. Uh, hopefully that's the case. My, 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 I, would, I actually imagine his shooting is going to continue to be horrible even after he gets healthy, uh, but w- we will see. Uh, the, the one guy who jumped out from last night's game was actually uh, James Johnson. You know, James Johnson's been around for a long time. Um, yeah. Everyone should be familiar with him. Played on Toronto most recently. He was also on the Grizzlies and probably a couple other teams I can't think of off the top of my head. <laughs> a um, not hard to spot neck tattoo on right. John on, on Johnson. He's. Uh, I've always liked James Johnson as a player. You know, he's kind of a kind of a throwback player. He plays more physical. Um, 
He's really I, good, I, good at defense. I could, I could never figure out why I didn't get more minutes in Toronto because they were always – it seems like the last three years they've been struggling at power forward. And they dabbled with Johnson starting but never never gave him, I thought, more you know, the minutes he deserved. Yeah, it always, always baffled me as well. Um, and really the reason why he saw the uptick last night is because, because Winslow was out because essentially they, yeah. they were running Johnson at the three um, – the three or the four, because you saw Derek Williams actually start last night, which he's been pretty much a, a DNP for most of the season. Uh, but Johnson off the bench, nine points, ten rebounds, three assists, one steal, one block. Um, obviously, for like DFS purposes, that's pretty good. But but season long, that's a nice line as well. Um, it'll be interesting if for if Winslow had some kind of setback with his injury. I mean, there's a few guys you could consider on this team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, James Johnson is for deeper leagues. Uh, the other guy's Josh Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson started in place of Drogic for a nineteen games shots. Nineteen shots for 19, Richardson. Eleven three point shots. Yeah, he, he was plus thirty one from the floor. Um, he yeah. was out there uh, just doing it last night. Eighteen points, three rebounds, one assist. The three point shot. That's really his specialty. Is three point shot. Yeah. So, you know, if you're if you're looking for for a source of threes. And Josh Richardson's available. He's a person to consider in your season-long leagues. And, de- and decent defense, which obviously not a fantasy category, but keeps him playing minutes. You know, he ha- plays well enough defense where he's not just an outside shooter, uh, and they keep in the game. Uh, what do you think about the big man situation in Milwaukee? You know, the fantasy community has been waiting for years for Henson to get some regular uh, starts. Uh, is he Has he now earned steady uh, minutes ahead of Plumley and, of course, Greg Monroe? Well, I mean, he's got the backing of his coach. Jason Kidd has come out and said he wants, you know, he basically envisions Henson as the starter long term. Um, last mm. night, he actually got extended run. You know, there's yeah. been, he's gotten a couple starts already prior to Thursday night's game, but they were all abbreviated starts. And, and the reason why is because he, he's always in foul trouble. Um, you know, last night he was able to avoid yeah, that four for fouls. the most part. Uh, yeah, four fouls, exactly. And, and most, the, a couple of the other starts. Um, he racked up two two fouls really early and had to get yanked, and that's why he only played 17 and 20 minutes in those first two starts. You know, if if he gets 28 minutes a night, and I do think the fouls are going to be a concern going forward, it's it's possible he puts up decent stats. I mean, his main contribution is going to be on the defensive end, so he'll get blocks. you some you yeah. know, blocks, and, and he can get steals too, but mainly blocks. He had three blocks last night, 12 points, uh, five rebounds, so, you know, if he gets 25 to 28 minutes, what would be what would we be looking at? Maybe eight points, six or seven rebounds and a couple blocks a game. Yeah, that's useful on some depending on the depth of your league. Uh, there's always somebody's someone's always need blocks at some point in the season. All right, well, let's move on to other news. Uh, let's see. The Rockets spanked the Trailblazers in Houston last night, 126 to 109. And a very nice return for point guard Patrick Beverly. Whether he's a true point guard or not is certainly debatable. And this year, they made a big point to say that you know he's not. There's a certain bearded one playing point for the Houston. But uh, 11 points, two rebounds, three assists. He had a hit a three and hit three uh, at surprisingly three blocks. Um, shocked to see the Blazers do so poorly, but nice to see uh, Beverly return. Yeah, it certainly is, and and he's always been a defensive first player. Um, so it doesn't, you know, that's really a strength. Even when he was the, the point guard, James Harden was still the de facto point guard. Um, maybe, you know, Beverly would have the ball in his hands some, but he was never a big assist guy. Um, his strength has always been the, the ability to get you some steals, uh, hit, hit some threes. 
And that's really what we'd be looking at this season as well. Um, I actually like his upside for three-pointers even more playing off the ball. Uh, just because if you've had any opportunity to watch James Harden play this year, mm-hmm. he's just been amazing creating shots for his teammates. And that that's going to continue. So if Beverly 14 assists for Harden last night, in, to your point. Insane game, a triple-double. Um, it's just I, I expect Beverly to be able to just hang out on the perimeter, um, get the, get the, you know, Harden will drive to the rack and find him, and he'll get open threes. So he chucked up four last night and, and I expect it. I'm sorry. It was actually only two last night, but he's, he's a high volume three point shooter. He had yeah. 4.4 throughout his career. I could see that reaching five or six this year, um, under new, the new setup with Harden dominating the ball. And Beverly back, you could argue that maybe the defense isn't that terrible for Houston. I mean, Capella, Ariza, and Beverly, known for their defense, right? That is true, but a couple things. I mean, on that end, I'm not convinced that Capella is a great defensive player um, or even a very good defensive player. I think he's a good shot blocker. Um, okay. You know, I mainly help side, uh, you know, off the ball shot blocker. I want to see him play more in the one-on-one situations. He doesn't have as much meat on his bones to handle some of the bigger centers in the league. So I'm still, a jury's still out on him. Uh, Beverly and Ariza are good defensive players, but when you have him playing alongside two complete seeds in Ryan right. Anderson and and uh, James Harden, it, it's going to make it tough. I mean, you're essentially playing three on five every time down the court. I was wondering what the plural for sieve is. It's sieves. I don't know. I, th- I hope it is. <laughs> Well, I think it's your point, though. Those two are Anderson and Harden. Terrible defense. Terrible defense. All right, well, uh, let's see what else in the news. Um, Rondo missed an ugly jazz blowout. Ugly for the jazz in particular. Uh, Rajon Rondo missed the game, though. Uh, his second game out. Uh, Jerry and Grant started but did not play well. Um, get a little concerned about Utah. It's kind of two stinkers in a row, isn't it? You know, I'm not one one reason they were without Derek Favors last night, and essentially yeah. they're out without him the game prior. And well. Hill, and without George Hill. Yeah, exactly. George Hill's also been sidelined, <clears throat> so I'm not I'm not too concerned. I mean, this is a team you have Gordon Hayward's kind of the um, he's the focal point of that team. Everything runs through him, and he missed a significant pretty pretty much all of the preseason, um, all of training cap, and the first stretch of games there. So, I mean, they're they're seven and six. I actually think, given their injury problems that they've had early in the season, uh, it's yeah. pretty pretty damn good to be seven and six right now. I'll say this on the Bulls side of things too. I don't think they mind Rondo missing a few games. I mean, they have so many guys that are so ball dominant. Uh, you know, you might uh, one. It'd be nice to see Butler get some much deserved rest over time. Certainly, D Wade is going to need rest at his age. Uh, and yeah, Rondo, I mean, obviously Rondo, I think, what's Rondo's injury? Is it wrist or ankle? I, I missed that part of it. But uh, um, I actually don't, you know, a few a few games w- with uh, the three veterans there for the Bulls being missed is probably good in the long run for that squad. Yeah, uh, but I, ba- I, I agree with you. And I actually, I took the opportunity. It was, the, it was an ankle for Rondo last night. And as Thank soon you. as he was ruled out, I was like, oh, this is great. I'm going to target Dwayne Wade and Jimmy Butler for DFS. Uh, the only problem with that that logic there is you still have to look at the matchup. And Utah, Chicago Bulls, the lowest over-under of the night. Um, you knew it was going to be a defensive game. So not, Butler had a nice night. Wade yeah. weighed okay. Um, but they, neither one really 
stepped up their production with Rondo out. Normally, if they're facing a league average opponent on defense, those you know, which if if only two of the three are playing, those two would definitely be worth targeting. Excellent, excellent, good points. Uh, in Boston tonight, we still don't know if Al Horford. It's a game time decision due to his concussion. Don't know if he's going to play in what really should have been a marquee matchup of Golden State in Boston. We know Crowder's still out also. Uh, so really no news to report there, but unfortunate that the Celtics don't have a full lineup against the, uh, vaunted supervillains of Golden State. And, uh, why don't you describe more of the news we've got, uh, in Pelican land? Yeah, I think New Orleans is a place to really keep your eye on right now. You've got Drew Holiday returning tonight, um, making his season debut. He's, uh, he's expected to come off the bench. Uh, I, Given it's his first game of the season, he had to miss all pretty much all of training camp and preseason uh, to be with his his wife. I don't expect him to play heavy minutes tonight, uh, mm-hmm. but but his return does it, it. It's a huge factor for everyone on the Pelicans team moving forward. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we talked about Tim Frazier and how it'll impact Tim Frazier. Tim yeah. Frazier will still get the start tonight, but he's pretty much going to lose his fantasy value from here on out. I can't imagine him holding holding value um, in almost any sized league. Uh, would you still roster him in like a 12-team league, Ken? No, and the time to shop him was last was two weeks ago, not now. Uh, you know, Brett in our Rotowire Staff Keeper League, he tried to, straight up, he offered me um, Frazier for uh, Gorgie Jang. One of my favorite all-time players, as listeners of the pod know. And, you know, I, I was insulted. It's, I was insulted. I demanded he start listening to our pod. He clearly isn't listening. So <laughs> we've just had a monumental moment in podcast history. Um, first time. First time ever. <laughs> Two years, I think. Yeah. I finally pronounced a... Uh, well, I'll get it wrong later. Don't worry. Right, and there's right. plenty of names to butcher the rest of today's show. <laughs> I almost asked you to say it again just to make sure you know <laughs> All right. Well, who else? Uh, you mentioned Frazier. Anyone else on the Pelicans you're keeping an eye on with this news with Holiday returning? Yeah. Aside from Holiday returning, there's also also news this week that Tyreek Evans is returned to on non-contact, on-court activity. Um, mm. There's no timetable for his return yet. But, I mean, the fact that he's on the mend, he, he's taking those steps to return to game action. Uh, so while we may still be a few weeks away from it, uh, it's, it's looming. Now, yeah. you know, we've seen Et- yeah, Etwan Moore, exactly. We've seen, we've seen guys like Tim Frazier, Etwan Moore have nice value early in the season. Um, once Holiday and Evans are, are back, those two values just squash yeah. completely. Because they're not going to hold back Buddy Heald. They want Buddy to still get monster minutes and develop. So you're right. It's, it's the guys with not much of a future, particularly Etuan Moore, that ought to be riding fine. Now, this is a good seg- segue into our, our next segment, which is sell high candidates. And with Tyreek Evans you know, possibly coming back in the next few weeks, Drew Holiday returning tonight, my one of my sell high candidates, a guy who I own in in about sixty percent of my leagues, is Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. I I already know what angle you're going to take on selling high for for Anthony Davis. Mine is just the fact that you've got two high volume guys who are going to control the ball, um, yeah. take lots of shots, and, and they're both returning. So with that happening, it just it to me it's it's an obvious will will Anthony Davis become become a a horrible fantasy player? No, no, of course not. No. He's still going to be top five um, when healthy. 
but his his ridiculous production that we've seen through the first 10, 11 games of the season is going to drop slightly uh, with Tyreek Evans and Drew Holiday coming back. I Instead might... of the Pelicans being a 500-pound burden on Davis's back, it's going to turn into like a 300-pound burden on his back. Yeah, He's exactly. still carrying that squad. But yeah, you've got two shooters returning. And yeah, as I always say about Davis, I just assume the injuries now are inevitable. He's going to miss 10 games for some reason or another. Uh, part of that reason, because he does have to carry this team on his back. Uh, and so they can't possibly restrict his minutes in any way. I, he's going to get hurt sooner or later. Make Now is the time to shop Davis. His, I, I agree with you, Shannon. I don't think his, his value will ever be higher this season. It's tough, though, because, I mean, you're essentially you're looking at a top three fantasy player um, this season. He's averaging 30 points, 11 rebounds, 1.9 steals, 2.9 blocks. Now, here's, here's the problem that I have with even if I even try shopping him. Um, I would have to be my team would have to be so stacked in the defensive categories um, mm. to be able to give up five combined steals and blocks. You know, either I'm getting a ton of steals and blocks back or I have a bunch of guys already getting, getting those categories for me. Otherwise, it's going to be hard to trade them. I mean, if, if you're trading them for even if you trade them for a guy like Russell Westbrook or James Harden, um, those guys don't get the defensive stats that Anthony Davis does. So yeah. it's tough for me. I, I mean, what would you do? Would you? Is- well, in a staff keeper league, I probably look for a two for one because we've got 14 active players. So in leagues where you've got more deeper active rosters, I probably, you know, it's probably more realistic to try to make a big two for one. Yeah. But you're right. It's all about the offers. And I would, I would say even in non-keeper leagues, in standard uh, redraft leagues, you're also probably, your best bet at moving him is going to be a two-for-one. Um, you're not, you know, the odds of doing a one-for-one one deal, you, there's only two or three players who you would accept in a one-for-one in one deal with Anthony Davis. So, and it's very likely no one's going to want to trade James Harden because of the injury risk for Anthony Davis. No one's going to want to trade Russell Westbrook for the same reason. So... You know what? What type of two for one package would, would would you be looking at in in a season long league? For me, now center eligible on Yahoo. Uh, not solid. Is he center eligible on CBS yet? Not, I can't not CBS, but most other yeah. sites he is. Um, yeah. So there's always a weak no center team you can target. Um, but even but you're right. What are, who are the two you take? Is that's a tough one. That's a very I mean, tough. One. I would need. I would need two top 15 players probably or two top we'll we'll say top 20 i would need two top 20 players to even really consider it so i'm talking about like if you give me hassan whiteside and paul george then i'm thinking about it and then i actually i get the all the blocks back in 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 that deal as well and the steals Uh, how about how about someone a little obsessed about draymond green not scoring even though he's getting the steals getting the blocks that you mentioned Maybe it's you, you go for like a try to get a uh, boy, I don't know, a Lillard and Green for Davis, maybe someone, if, especially if they've got a few other point guard options. Yeah, no, I think I think that's a legitimate package. But I mean, those are the level of you yeah. have to find some big names, someone with some cojones. Yeah, I need it. I need two really great players. And then you also have to find a guy who is who's in love with Davis. I mean, I would maybe, you know, maybe try to find some more terrible centers or terrible centers. There's always a team with terrible centers. Yeah, that's true. I mean, eh, oh man, it's tough. It's tough, but I I might shop around my, in my, uh, my keeper league. I'm not going to, but season long leagues, I think I will. 
All right, and here, here's my sell-high candidate, which I pretty much gave away last week, but uh, love this player, but he's never going to be as valuable as he is right now, which is A.B. Bradley. Joy to watch. Such a monster on the defensive end. But with Horford and Crowder out, he's getting these, he's, he's has five double-doubles this season uh, for a guy who never really rebounded that well. Suddenly a rebounding machine, and he has to because they're missing bigs. Um, but look, the shots are not going to be there long term for Bradley. The rebounding opportunities are not going to be there. I don't think his – where is he at Yahoo right now? I don't see how Bradley – I know he was top uh, 25. I got you. Let's see. Where did we go? Yeah. Um, but uh, I, he's just not going to have the, the, this value now. He's 27 on Yahoo as of this morning. Um, deal him now. I just dealt him for Gordon Hayward. Two way Celtics fans. I'm hoping. I think I had a little Homer, Homerism going away uh, on that deal. But uh, Hayward probably a little undervalued now because of the games he missed early in the season. He's only going to improve as the season goes along. Um, yeah, I, I think just shop Bradley now. We know we know Gordon Hayward's a top thirty, top forty player. Um, at the end of the season, game average, he'll end up there. You know, he's going to average yeah. seventeen, eighteen points, five rebounds, five assists. Um, hit some threes, gets you some steals, and, and there's upside too. I mean, he actually could score more than that if he wanted to. Um, so I think it, you absolutely robbed that that guy. I mean, I would have made that. I could have made that trade fast enough. Um, <laughs> with we well, can, I know you're a Hayward fan. Know you're a Hayward I fan, am. and and helping out our squad in the NFBKC. Yes, he is. League. Yes, he is. And and I also am not that. I'm not a believer in, in Avery Bradley continuing to average career highs, like, I mean, well above career highs, like double, yeah. triple uh, of what he's done before. <laughs> 8.7 rebounds a game? You're saying that's not going to not gonna last? He averaged, he's averaged 2.8 rebounds per game for his career. Now, I will, I will say I did read an article about his improved rebounding this year and yeah. how it actually was like by design. Um, the, the Celtics were one of the worst defensive rebounding teams in the league last year. Uh, so one of, one of the solutions they had was to make sure guys like Bra- uh, Avery Bradley uh, focused on rebounding more. So it is, yeah. a, it is a focus of the team. But even, even then, you had already mentioned, once Horford gets back, once Crowder gets back, this is also a team that could make a trade for, for a big-time player in season. I just mm-hmm. don't see him continuing to average 8.7 boards. It would actually be the the most amount of rebounds anyone 6'2 or, or shorter has, I think, ever averaged in the NBA, or the, <laughs> the most they've averaged in the last you know, 50 years. It's insane. Um, so yeah. it, it's, it's not going to continue. Um, I will be amazed if he averages over six rebounds per game this season. Yeah, yeah, shop Bradley. Agreed, sir. All right, and you've got one more sell-high candidate out west. You know, Rudy Gay. Uh, Rudy Gay is a good player. I've liked Rudy Gay for a long time. Back back when he was uh, first kind of developing, coming out of the scene, and, and really carving out that top fifty type fantasy role with Memphis, mm-hmm. I was super high on him. It was he had three pointer steals, blocks, but right. then it, all, it all hit a cap recently, right? With the, with Sacramento, the 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 bad shooting, the inefficient scoring, higher metrics against him. Yeah, the glitter faded. So. But this year, he's playing out of his mind this year. 21 points per game, 6 rebounds, 1.3 steals, 1.3 threes. Percentages. An interesting an interesting contract situation though. Yeah, yeah, percentages are really good. But I just But I, didn't didn't and but declared, "Hey Sacramento, I am not si-, he's a free agent at the end of the season." And declared, "Hey Sacramento, 
I am not signing with you when this year ends. He's had enough losing. And so doesn't that mean – it kind of means shopping him. I don't know what that means for his value, though. I, 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 think, I think his value would drop if he gets traded to a contender because odds are you know, he's, he's essentially – he's the number two option in, in Sacramento. Yeah. If he gets traded to a contender, he's probably going to be the number three option. Um, there could, it could be a team like Boston that essentially has four number two options on their team. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> right. I, don't, I don't see him being uh, a number two option or having as, as high of a workload as he does in Sacramento now. And, and there's also there's some things. He's shooting a 42.5% from downtown. He's a career 34% shooter from three-point. So I, I expect that to drop some. You know, 21 points per game is up over four, four, over four points more than what he averaged last year. Yeah, I, I just see some dips there. I don't think he's going to continue at the same level he has so far. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, he's shooting 47.7%, which would also be, uh, uh, which is a point or two above his career average. Uh, yeah, 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 he's hot. Just deal him while he's hot, basically. That's that's yeah. that's top, the message. Top 30 player right now. If you can get a top 30 player for him, um, definitely do it. Go for it. All right, well, let's move on to our Friday slate of games. Um, uh, you want to alternate making picks? Why don't you go with who you've got at the point guard, sir? Sir, yeah, we're both. It looks like we're both actually targeting the same game here and opposite sides of it. Uh, my point guard, my my favorite value pick point guard of the night is uh, Moutier at Denver. Um, he's playing against Toronto, and he he's only fifty seven hundred. Uh, Moutier is a frustrating DFS play. You know, he he scored you thirty fantasy points one night and fifteen the next. Uh, but but I like the way he's playing recently. He he's got in in four of his past six games, he's topped thirty one fantasy points. Um, he's hit a high of thirty nine point six fantasy points, uh, and he's also already faced Toronto this year. He scored twenty nine points that night, sixteen points, six rebounds, four assists. Um, really, on the nights when he keeps his keeps his turnovers down, he's usually a solid play. Um, I expect a high-scoring game against Toronto, so I'm, I'm targeting him at the $5,700 rate. Uh, very nice. And as you mentioned, yeah, I'm also looking at point guard in that game. I'm looking at Kyle, Kyle Lowry mostly because of Moutier's bad D. The Nuggets are, have given up the most points to point guards in this young season. Sample size still a little small. But uh, just not a fan of Moutier's defense yet. And Toronto is just so guard-heavy in their scoring. And that when they see a favorable matchup, I think they're even going to go bigger with uh, Lowry and DeRozan. So uh, Larry, obviously a lot more expensive than Moutier at 8,300. He's the most expensive guy. Well, no, he's the second most expensive guy I have in my lineup. Um, the other point guard, I am kind of going semi-chalk here on point guards. Really excited about Kemba Walker playing uh, versus Atlanta. Playing at home. Atlanta gives the third most points up to, to uh, point guards uh, so far this season. And Walker's got 42-plus uh, fantasy points in three of his last four. So I, and traditionally, I always put my money at point guard. And uh, Walker and Lowry's uh, how I'm spending it tonight, sir. And, and I have no problems with that whatsoever. Lowry had his second best game of the season against Denver earlier this year. Um, he had 48 and a half fantasy points that game. You know, he he actually had started kind of slow this year, but he's been routinely hitting 30, 40. He even had a big 54 point night last week. Um, so he's he's a strong player right now. And we've talked about Kemba Walker in the past. I mean, not only is the matchup good, but this he's one of the hottest players right now in fantasy. Um, he's setting career highs across the board. And in this case, I think they're actually legitimate. Um, yeah. You know, he's topped. He's 
top 60 and 50 points um, in two of the past three games. So I love him right now. You ride him while he's hot. The matchup's good. So don't fault you for either of those plays. That was actually when I was first building my lineup last night, Kemba Walker was the first guy I put in there. Um, I ended up moving off of him, but there's a good chance I go back that way. Excellent. Excellent. And then you like a, I'm going to call it a tweener guard, but you like a certain shooter guard in the Midwest. Yes, and we ragged this guy last week, and that's that's the beauty of DFS. Um, <laughs> you, you have a guy who you look at and you just talk about how horrible he's playing, um, and how you maybe are, you know, you're, you're glad you didn't target him in, in season long leagues, right? But then all of a sudden in DFS, you, you look at the matchup, you look at salary, and he's great play, and, and that is the case with Ola, Victor Oladipo tonight. Um, Oladipo is actually. After sprint, Only 5,500. 5,500. Um, he's been hovering around that low to mid $5,000 range on FanDuel. Um, after a string of 15, 16, 17-point outings, uh, he hit 49.5 fantasy points on Wednesday night. That was against the Rockets, which is a great matchup. And the common theme to, tonight is he's got another good matchup. Brooklyn Nets, one of the worst defensive teams in the league, um, specifically against guards. They're, they're especially bad. Uh, so mm-hmm. I expect Oladipo, while he won't hit, I doubt he'll hit 49 fantasy points in, again tonight. He's going to hit 30 to 40, and, and that's a great, that's a great uh, production for a $5,500 player. All right, and then uh, let's go small forward, and I'm warning you right now, well, I'm also going gay, but uh, to save some cash, I'm going old school, old old school. Vince Carter, only 4,400. But James Enos is terrible. Chandler Parsons is on a minute restriction. I think they're going to continue to throw more minutes than makes sense at Vince Carter. He's had 30 plus fantasy points in three of his last four games. I'm riding the old man while uh, while he's really cheap and before he falls apart. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to argue with that with that pick. I mean, Vince Carter, it's it's pretty insane. We actually every every Tuesday before Roto Wire pick up hoops, um, I stop at my brother's house and we watch uh, we watch some highlights of, of whatever players. Usually, usually we're looking at like James Harden or whatever young exciting yeah. player. You know, we watch the highlights from uh, Andrew Wiggins, uh, his big forty seven point game he had last week. This week, <laughs> we actually watch Vince Carter. And <laughs> nice. Yeah, his his twenty his twenty point outing against Denver. I mean, he's top do- double digits in scoring in five straight games. He's getting shots, getting the minutes for for Memphis right now. I don't expect it to continue long term, but no, yeah, possibly. Dude, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you might but, as well. You he's he's hot right now. So if you if you want forty four hundred, it's an awfully you know if you're gonna go like I'm going. You know, expensive Lowry and Walker options of point guard. You got to save money somewhere. So to me, I always struggle with shooting guard and small forward. So I'm going to go cheap and uh, roll the dice on Carter. And I'm going the opposite direction. I'm going. I'm going with uh, an expensive option at small forward. I'm going with Kevin Durant. He's 9,700. Um, it actually kind of amazes me that he's still under 10,000. You look at uh, guys who are more expensive than than Durant, Demarcus Cousins, LeBron James. Those two, those two guys are, are Damian Lillard is basically the same price. He's ninety six hundred. Kevin Durant averages just as many or more fantasy points than all of those options. Um, he's clearly the best value play out of the expensive options tonight for me. Um, and then he's also he's playing Boston without Jay Crowder. Uh, Boston has been one of the worst defensive teams against opposing small forwards. So I expect a huge night from Kevin Durant. 
Yeah, it's going to be tough for those uh, Celtic backups. Marcus Smart is going to be a little overwhelmed with Durant. Uh, also, we should not, you know, we should also say James LeBron James coming off a game of rest. I forget where they rested him, but uh, a lot of people griping about. Oh, Indiana, they lost to Indiana. Anyway, James back should be well rested. Of course, expensive at ten thousand one hundred. Uh, power forward. I also have a cheap, cheap suggestion I like here. The, I like this one. Tr- slow and steady, Trevor Booker. Guy's got four double-doubles in 11 games this season, so he can get you that sneaky double-double bonus on DraftKings, uh, or at least has a good chance at it. Playing at OKC, who power forwards are not particularly fantastic at defense. Um, you know, Serge Ibaka, the defensive Serge Ibaka days are no longer there. So slow, steady, super-bullying Trevor Booker. I, I, he's gonna, I, I predict 11 points, 10 boards, maybe a block. But at only 5,500, that's my save-some-money and uh, have some upside uh, with Mr. Booker. And then I'm spending big cash on, on Paul Millsap against Charlotte. I like, what, what your, you? I like your second power, power forwards. I'm sorry, actually, this is a center suggestion, but Paul Gasol, um, 6,200 yeah. against L.A. Uh, he's, he's really picked it up. We, another guy we ragged on last week. Um, right. He's been, but they're letting like, him play. They're yeah, giving him a run. He's getting the run now. Deadman's been hurt. Um, so, And he's still cheap. I mean, he's not going to be... Two weeks from now, you think Paul Gasol's going to be at 6200 No way. Now's the time to uh, enjoy the low price based on when they were resting him early. 35 fantasy points in three of his last four games. So uh, Gasol, yeah, like he's, he's going at center for me uh, tonight. I like Any that. other more thoughts at center, sir? Not, you know, not at center, but there is, there's one more big man that I do want to highlight. Um, and this is, this is my second expensive play of the night. It's Blake Griffin. Um, Blake Griffin's playing Sacramento last season against Sacramento. He averaged 35 points, eight and a half rebounds, five assists, um, just a monster against him. And I'm expecting Sacramento's horrible. Uh, yeah. you know, everyone puts up big fancy lines against him, and I'm expecting Blake to do, do that again this, uh, tonight. All right. Good, good words of wisdom. Well, Shannon, with that, uh, we've kind of reached the end of our pod. Surprisingly, uh, quick there maybe maybe dj brings us down maybe we're the methodical business approach and dj's the one going off on the rails there you go there it is (laughs) anything to say to the audience before we cut to our quote of the night no jump into it ken all right sir well you know bill walton was in the news recently uh because he on a flight to hawaii the airline lost his expensive bike and he went on some social media rant and then people actually helped him via social media and they found the bike Anyway, so I found an old Bill Walton quote here with Marv Albert. Uh, I may or may not attempt the, uh, the, the, the voices here, but uh, from an old 76ers game done by Albert and, and Walton, Marv Albert said, yes, Eric Snow dribbles down and launches a three. But he did miss it, to which Walton said, what is Eric Snow doing launching three-pointers? Can someone tell me when the last time Eric Snow made a three-pointer? To which Marv replied, actually, last time down the court, Bill. And Walton said, oh, can someone tell me why Eric Snow isn't getting more three-point opportunities? That's fantastic <laughs> analysis. Anyway, attention passengers, this two-car fantasy train has hit the end of the line. Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. 
I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So, at four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable, it's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals, and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast.